Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Hello, welcome into another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That means that is Alan Saunders. Alan, what is going on? Took a field trip today for work. Uh, we uh, all got to the south side and then we got on a bus. Uh, the We counted off by twos. The buddy system was in effect. Chris <laughs> Carter was my buddy to make sure that nobody got lost. As we went over to Agrishore Stadium to watch practice today, seems like we're going to do the same thing tomorrow as the Steelers are continuing. Uh, to move practice over to the stadium this week, uh, we talked to Mike mm. Tomlin after practice today, and he said it was just about the surface, as we kind of talked about yesterday, uh, that the, the field over there is in better shape than the field. Um, well, the one right over there, you can't see it, but I can. Uh, and uh, that, that he is um, – that, that was it. That, that was the only reason they went over there. And also a desire to practice in the conditions, right, because the Steelers are setting themselves up for another – a uh, nasty game from Mother Nature. Uh, predicted mm-hmm. winds to 20 to 30 miles an hour, gusts in the 50s, wind chill in the single digits for Sunday in Buffalo. Also, a chance of some snow showers. So it's shaping up to be another one of those games. The Steelers want to be ready for it. Uh, so had Mason Rudolph and company out there chucking it around in the just like sleeting during practice today. You can kind of get a feel mm-hmm. for the conditions. We got the videos. They're one uh, or two spots up the feed here on the YouTube channel. Did you uh, brown bag it for lunch or what did we do? We had lunch before we went over today, but tomorrow Uh, we are going to brown bag it for lunch because 
We'll have to talk to the coordinators over there as well, so there won't be time mm-hmm. for us to eat before we leave. So did not brown bag it for lunch. I can confirm that uh, no one got in trouble for putting gum in anyone's hair, and uh, there were no fights. So that's that's good. Yeah. Really unlocking some memories right now. Uh, Alan, actually, a, a good portion of the show is going to be talking about the weather conditions, and I'm excited to get into that. But first things first, I feel like we kind of have to go through the injury report here and just clean up some stuff here and go over some notes. Uh, DNP, Najee Harris, we knew TJ Watt already rolled out. Isaac Samalo with a shoulder. You said that somebody, like, or you've gotten a little bit more conversation about Najee Harris with his knee thing than most weeks, but, like, this is kind of just run-of-the-mill for him at this point, right? Like, this is just his weekly DNP throughout practice practice manage the workload up to the week and then he's gonna go out and do his thing on game day yeah he's been dealing with that knee for a couple weeks and he was there practice but not working and yeah, i think that's pretty much going to be standard for him for the rest of the season uh same thing with guys like patrick peterson cam hayward they were listed as limited but you know it's all kind of in the same bunch where those guys are going to play and, and they're not really injured even if they're on the injury report Right. Uh, Elandon Roberts, Larry Joby, they can be kind of categorized that Larry way as well. Be sure. Elandon Roberts is dealing with a real and legitimate injury. Yeah, sure. He's just mm-hmm. insane and is going to play through. That's, that's, that's all got there. Yeah. Well, Actually, do you think that there was... wait, sidebar about Elandon Roberts. Uh, there was a conversation in the locker room today with Elandon Roberts about Elandon Roberts. And if you remember way back to training camp, our sort of introduction to Elandon Roberts was him um, – lighting some people up in backs on backers at training camp. Uh, and uh, there was somehow, I, I walked up to the conversation late, but somehow that was brought up in the locker room today. And uh, Landon uh, very artfully said, uh, oh, uh, that was E-Rob. E-Rob did that. You're, you're talking to Landon now. That's, we don't, we don't bring him out of practice. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, you got a guy uh, talking to third person like that. He's got his own alias. E-Rob is the guy who plays through a pec injury with a gigantic brace on his shoulder and still makes mm-hmm. tackles with that arm against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, yeah, that's E-Rob. He'll be out there. Trust me. Uh, yeah, I, that popped in my mind. I was wondering, like, was there some concern? Okay, so he gets back out there for a game, but was there some concern in terms of, like, how he would respond? Like, okay, maybe he's able to try to give it a go, but then we're going to have to just shut it down. Yes, there was a very real concern that he could go out there and try to make one tackle and rip that thing off the bone and be done for the year. Yes, absolutely. But he's crazy, so he just does things. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the safeties, make Fitzpatrick a full participant here on Wednesday. Very good sign. We we felt pretty good about his availability for this game coming up, but certainly good to see him get a full participation in. Yeah, Minka and then Demonte KZ doing a lot at uh, practice today. It sure looks like those two guys are going to be – Close to normal, you know, in terms of their workload. I wrote a long story at the site today, SteelersNow.com. Go check it out about that log jam and safety and how, well, you know, what are the options the Steelers have and how they might shake out. And, um, you know, with Patrick Peterson not practicing today, I don't really think we learned a ton about exactly, you know, who's going to get a hat, who's going to play. Obviously, Trenton Thompson going on the IR simplifies yeah. things a little bit, but there's still a lot of moving parts there, you know, and, and then, well, I we I think we mentioned yesterday, right? One of the big reasons I thought to move Patrick Peterson to corner would be because I'd be worried about Gabe Davis. Well, Gabe Davis didn't practice today for the Buffalo Bills. He's dealing with a knee mm-hmm. injury as well. So 
that might be off the table. I don't know, a bunch of moving parts there, interesting, but I think we're probably another day or so from learning about what the actual breakdown of reps is going to look like at the safety spot. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Trenton Thompson one, obviously, we we felt like, you know, with it being a numbers game on the back end and Eric Rowe being healthy enough to play the last few weeks and play well, we weren't sure that Trenton Thompson would get a helmet in this one anyway. Um, but, yeah, it's it's unfortunate for him, for his season to come to an end the way that it did. Um, you spoke to Mason Rudolph today, and we were talking before we started recording, and something that you said specifically kind of took me, like, a, a great quote, but. You know, how did that conversation go? How is he looking forward to his first playoff game? Like he's been around since 2018, but obviously hasn't gotten the opportunity to start in a playoff game. So from that standpoint, he's kind of coming into this the same as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, look, the Steelers offense doesn't have a lot of guys that have played in playoff games, right? I mean, you have Isaac Samalu who's been there and done that. Uh, and that's really kind of it. I mean, Pat Farmuth and Najee Harris and Dan Moore were there in 2021 as rookies. Um, you know, the rest of these guys are kind of learning as they go. And, you know, Mason Cole has been in the league for a while, hasn't had a lot of success, hasn't been on a lot of good teams. Allen Robinson has been in the league for a while, hasn't been on a lot of good teams. It was with the, uh, in the playoffs with the Bears once, I believe, um, and yeah. the, the Mitch Trubisky uh, Pro Bowl year. Uh, but, but so, you know, there aren't a lot of guys on this offense that have this, like, wealth of, of playoff experience to, to lean on. And – you know, Mason doesn't have any. Obviously, he was on the bench for that 2021 game, but didn't play in it. And I, I thought he gave a really good quote about, you know, approaching his first playoff game. And he basically said, look, when you're a backup quarterback, every time you get a chance to play is a playoff game. Um, because it's the, you know, the stakes are so high for your career as a backup quarterback that, you know, week 17 against the Browns in a game that was meaningless for the rest of the Steelers, that was a playoff game to Mason Rudolph. Uh, a, a, you know, a, a rainstorm game against the Detroit Lions was a playoff game for Mason Rudolph. And so uh, I thought that was a very interesting perspective that I hadn't really considered and that, you know, it's not like he was holding anything back in those, you know, he's not going to prepare any differently or any harder for this one than he did for those ones. He did say he remembers from that Kansas City game, the crowd being to another level and he expects that to be the case again. Obviously, Buffalo well-known for a large, passionate fan base. Going to be tough playing conditions in mm -hmm. addition to the weather that we have touched on. But I just thought that was an interesting perspective from Mason. Sure is. I mean, and I thought that was, again, I thought that was a great quote. And and even from like a stakes perspective, those first, you know, two that you mentioned, the Browns week 17, Lions won whatever. But like these last three have been playoff games, not just for him, but also the team. I mean, if they lose any one of those, they're not in the dance right now. So to go on this three game win streak prior to the playoffs, you got to feel like they're kind of tuned up for it. And he is as well uh, playing maybe the best ball that he has as a pro these last few weeks as well. So I don't know. Yeah, I certainly think that there's an interesting perspective to come into this with. Um, but yeah, there I'm excited to see how this goes. Little from. things that I think if you are looking to be optimistic about the Steelers in this game, that you can kind of mm -hmm. point to, right? I mean, we talked about the Bills' the sort of proclivity for turning the ball over and keeping you know teams that they're outplaying in the game. Uh, I think the fact that the Steelers have been on this pressure-packed run kind of takes away from some of the usual seven seed versus two seed disparity in terms of playoff readiness, right? It's not like they, you know, are just happy to be here. You know, they've been fighting for this opportunity for three weeks. And I think um, that puts them in a little bit better place than maybe a team that had backed into the postseason, right? Where you lose down the stretch or you had clinched early and your last two games didn't matter. You know, I, I think it, it gives the team a little bit of a more 
uh, finely honed edge than it might have otherwise had. I'm not saying those things are all going to add up to upsetting the significant talent disparity between the Steelers and the Bills, but I think if you are looking for reasons for optimism, they are out there for you to find them in, in small doses, and I think that could be one of them. Alan, this is not at all related, but I have to get your raw reaction to this as this literally just happened. Oh. Nick Saban retired. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yes, um, this is from Chris Lowe at ESPN putting out the news. It's already been confirmed by a couple other spots as well, but he was the first one on it. I'm really shocked by that. I mean, I thought he was in a place where that team and program could kind of run itself and he could coach forever. Um, and he's got a series coming up that he scheduled with West Virginia that was supposed to be a big deal about him. You know, he's he, maybe not that well known, but is a West Virginia native uh, and I was looking for my, uh, I'm, I'm shocked. Um, man, I'll, I'll wait and see uh, if there's a reason given or, or what happens. But, man, that's. Mm-hmm. I don't get completely taken by surprise by news stories in football very often. That one, I did not see coming. Well, also unrelated, also today, Pete Carroll. Did, you just said you don't. Man, did you see surprise. the interview Pete Carroll gave on uh, NFL Network after he was let? You know, he he. No, I, I guess the oh man, I guess the question came in something along the lines of, "Look, you're sixty, whatever. You've had a long, successful career. Are you just going to be done?" And man, he gave like an all timer, like. No man, I'm jacked up. Like I want to go coach. Like, I, like Pete Carroll wants a game today. Uh, he's mad about getting fired, and he he let him know it. I think that was that was uh, cool to see. Uh, great for him. You know, this is a total sidebar, but I'm bringing it back to the Steelers. The mm-hmm. Alabama program under Nick Saban has been so good that other coaches have like used it as image rehab. We've seen so many guys, Steve Sarkeesian, Bill O'Brien, go and, and fail somewhere and then go to Alabama and then turn around their career and in another place after after that. And I think some of it is obviously, look, Alabama's really set up to do very well. They have unlimited resources. But I think part of that has to do with just the sheer reverence for Nick Saban out there in the universe that people – are willing to believe that Lane Kiffin, of all people, who has needed more imagery rehab than maybe any coach in recent memory, uh, has you know was able to do it too. That you know people can do that, and then they go there and they're like, oh well, if you worked for Saban and you got along with him and you won with him, then you're probably all right. I've always thought that the Steelers should do a better job of leveraging Mike Tomlin's popularity amongst Mm. the NFL universe in that same regard. Why not make Pittsburgh the place where, hey, let's say the Patriots don't fire Bill Belichick this year and Mike Vrabel gets left without a chair at the end of the song in the coaching carousel. Like, why not bring him in as, you know, senior defensive consultant? Why not hire, uh, you know, Deuce Staley, right, out uh, as assistant head coach in Carolina, if he doesn't get another opportunity, you know, uh, Luke Getze, Pittsburgh native, just fired today as offensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears. If those guys don't get the opportunities they're working for, everybody loves Mike Tomlin in the NFL. 
Everybody respects Mike Tomlin in the NFL. The Steelers have a ton of resources. Why not make Pittsburgh that, that sort of NFL version of what Alabama has been under Nick Saban at the college level? And we've talked so much about what we felt like was the deficiencies of this coaching staff in terms of experience, in terms of just quantity of personnel. It really mm-hmm. seems like there's a potential for some synergy there that's been really underdeveloped by the Steelers. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm all for it. And I was curious as to how you were going to turn it back to the Steelers. Uh, but that was fantastic there. So um, well done. And I think now we can get into the overwhelming topic of what we wanted to talk about today, which the big conversation we've touched on it lightly, but didn't really dig into it, put our heels into it uh, is the weather that we're going to see for this game and maybe who it favors in this contest as well, because the conditions are going to be uh, treacherous. I think that's a good word for it uh, on Sunday in Buffalo. And Alan, I think that's a, there's a conversation to be had there about does it maybe favor the Steelers a little bit more than we initially thought if that's going to be the case with the Steelers' ability to run the football, with the Bills' inability to stop uh, teams from running the football. And then when you look at the Bills' strength, obviously they can run the football too, but really they want to you know attack you with their passing game and Josh Allen. Yeah, I think it's – you know, I think the first instinct is to say that poor conditions – uh, favor the less skilled team most of the time, right? And I don't think there's any question that the Steelers are the less skilled team in this one. So, in general, like that's the, the first reaction. Specifically, as, as regards to this matchup, though, I'm not so sure. You know, I I think that if you look at that Bills game against the Cowboys, like they can run the ball. Uh, you know, James Cook ran all over a very good Dallas defense. Josh Allen can run the ball. They, you know, if this becomes like a total, like, what was that playoff game? Was it a playoff game or was it just a week 18 game? When Mac Jones completed like two passes or something like that a couple of years ago. Oh, um, yeah, where yeah, it was yeah. Just so That was in the regular season. That nobody could throw at all. Mm-hmm. If it becomes that game and it just becomes like option football at that time, would you rather have Najee Harris and Jalen Warner? Would you rather have, would you rather have Cook and Josh Allen? You know, I, I think the quarterback run at that point becomes a pretty significant factor of what you might try to do in a game where you just physically cannot throw the ball. So your thinking is the reason, okay, going back to the, because Buffalo lost that game to New England when that was the case. You're yeah, thinking yeah. there is that Buffalo didn't, act like they didn't do what they should have done with Josh Allen in that yeah. one because well, they still should have been favored have... They didn't have an offense that was built to run the football then. You know, this this emergence of James Cook and the running game in Buffalo has really been about, since they fired Ken Dorsey in the middle of this season, that's really when they went to featuring Cook more freely. I think th- these this version of the Bills right now is in much better position to deal with a bad weather game than they have been. I do think the Steelers are better on both sides of the ball in the trenches in the run game. And I think that will be a very important part of this. When you're running and they know you're running, you've really got to execute in terms of your offensive and defensive lines. And I think the Steelers are better up front stopping the run. And I think the Steelers are better up front run blocking. So, you know, I think you have some conflicting indicators here. I do think in general, if somebody is likely to throw 50 times for 500 yards and five touchdowns in this game, it's certainly Buffalo and not Pittsburgh. 
and and taking that off the table is an advantage to the Steelers. I also think the Steelers have a little bit of an advantage of just having played one of these games. I think it gives them a little bit more touch and feel for the situation. Obviously, you know, 26 degrees and windy is different than a monsoon, but you approach the the conditions in fairly similar ways in terms of just what you're able to do, what you weren't able to do, and how you have to adjust. I think for me, I'm not saying that this – you know, all of a sudden means that the Steelers should be favored by any means or anything like that. But with these weather conditions being taken into consideration, that's why I'm a little bit surprised that as we sit here today, I just looked, Buffalo's still favored by 10 in this one with these conditions. Like to me, it would seem like it leans its its hand to it being a closer game than that with the conditions. Not saying that the Steelers will win, but I think that it kind of lends its hand to be a closer game than that. And it certainly opens it on the table, right? I mean, I, I, I think if you're breaking down this game and looking for how the Steelers have to win, they have to run the ball. The first thing they have to do to be able to run the ball is keep the Bills in range, right? You have to eliminate mm-hmm. the kind of game that we saw last year when the Steelers played in Buffalo where the running game was out the window for the Steelers in the first five minutes. That that can't happen. Mm-hmm. And in this, you know, in, in, in the, the, the winter apocalypse version of this forecast, and by the way, I've learned over the years, especially when it comes to lake effect snow, don't believe a forecast more than 24 hours out for this part of the world. Uh, so, like, still still a little bit early to be sure of that, about what we're getting. You can be pretty sure it's going to be cold. Um, but the wind and the potential for snow, I would call much more up in the air. But, um, yeah, I, I think that there's, there's certainly – it's, it goes both ways here. Yeah. I, so, okay. That is a good point about the weather, but like assuming that these are the conditions, if, if they're, if they have this at a 10 point spread, what would it be if it was just like clear skies, absolutely weather, not playing an impact here? What would they have this at? Do you think? I don't believe that they have adjusted this line for the weather significantly. Um, okay. Maybe they will. You know, I think in general, if you see a line movement, and this would be the better thing, is you will see the total come down before you see the spread tighten. You know, like I think the yeah. you know the the, the 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 picture in the mind's eye, of, and that's not how they set this line, but you know, is is well, this is going to be a thirty twenty game. Well, okay, maybe now they're saying it's going to be a twenty ten game. Or a ten nothing game, but still ten points to Buffalo. You know, I think that's probably yeah. where if you're looking at the betting line for impacts, you're going to see it there before you're going to see it in the total. Um, and look, if you're setting a line for Buffalo in January, you're figuring the weather's going to be bad from the beginning, at least a little sure. bit. Yeah. Uh, which right now the total for this game, 36 and a half. Again, Buffalo, 10-point favorites. Um, but, yeah, I think that was a good point, too, like the Steelers having played in a game like this. You know, actually thinking about it, obviously <laughs> two very different teams at this point in time, but it's hard not back to think like think back to, and I'm not going to say, like, I'm not saying it's going to be a snow blizzard or anything like that, but that Le'Veon Bell game in Buffalo uh, years back, what was that, like 2016 or something like that, where he just ran crazy in Buffalo. Um but yeah, like, is it going to be 
the blueprints there for what the Steelers want to do, obviously, with Najee Harris. Um, you have to assume that first and foremost, that's what they want this offense to do is, is take care of the ball, take care of time of possession, don't turn it over and do and take advantage of opportunities that Buffalo might give them the other way. I guess my question is, is Buffalo even going to give them opportunities the other way or is their offense going to operate differently because of the weather? Well, that's another you know thing is like, we, you know, if you, if you are counting on the Steelers winning this game because the bills are going to, Turn the ball over a ton and throwing the ball. You know, you almost need the conditions to be good enough for Buffalo to feel like they can pass it for Josh Allen to throw interceptions. You know, and so again, I think there's a lot of like conflicting indicators here. I do think, in general, it helps the Steelers more than it helps the Bills, right? Um, but I don't know that it's. I don't know that it's game shifting in terms of like, if you thought one team was going to win before, I'm not sure the weather should make you think the other one, but it is another one of those things, right? Like I was talking about the Steelers being a little bit battle tested here coming down the stretch Mm -hmm. by playing three muscling games. It is just one of those other things where if you're looking for some optimism, I do think there is some out there. Um, I'm just not sure it all adds up to a likely Steelers victory. Yeah, I think that's fair. I just, I think that it, again, I think it creates that path that we've talked about to it happening. Yeah. You the can Steelers see how it could happen. Down. I think yeah. that's probably like, do you remember the game in Kansas city? Like, I don't know that there was a, you can see how that could happen factor for that game in 2021. That felt like, yeah, they were being fed to the wolves, right? Like it didn't mm-hmm. feel like that team had much of a shot. Like, God, the defense did everything they could have possibly done in that game, and it, it wasn't even really close by the end of it. Uh, I, I feel like this one, even though it's another big point spread, I just think you have a lot more realistic path to a Steelers win than maybe you did the last time the Steelers were in this scenario. Uh, Alan, I did want to get to a couple of YouTube things here uh, that we touched on because actually somebody we got a comment here about how somebody could p- possibly have any animosity towards Buffalo and the Bills. Uh, right, Kyle, Kyle says, one thing I have to say against the Bills goes to college in the Erie area. I have dealt with a brunt of Browns and Bills fans being that that's the case. Got to say they both are very cocky for having little to nothing to show for it. I can't say I have any hate for them. I will definitely be enjoying some Buffalo wings during the game this weekend. Love the show. Kyle, where, uh, where are you at in, uh, in Erie? My cousin is at Gannon right now. So, uh, you know, mm. maybe you guys are, uh, in the same social circle there. Um, shout out Roman. Uh, and look, I, that's interesting to me. I, so I, I go to the Erie area pretty frequently. Uh, I have a, uh, a little fishing cabin up that that way and it it's this area where you know it kind of like there's these three fan bases right Steelers Browns and Bills and it's very funny you go like a couple of miles one direction or the other and you you get into big pockets of either fan base that you wouldn't really expect and I'm not really sure that's the thing that people that are from Pittsburgh are as aware of that exists that in Erie there is mm-hmm. this like all three fan bases kind of coexisting yeah. I always think it's funny because, you know, the little, like, gas station 
uh, stand where they'll have, you know, Bic lighters or hats or whatever that's like NFL officially licensed merch. Well, in that area, they have to stock all three. And then so like you go to a gas station, they'll be like, a whole stand of Browns and Bills lighters and all the Steelers ones are sold out. Like, it's just just funny to me that that is a thing that exists as, you know, living and growing up in Pittsburgh, you don't really get that perspective. So I can definitely see how someone from Erie would uh, have enough interaction with Bills fans to find some animosity. I can buy that. Also, I've always found this to be true. The out-of-town fans are the real crazies. Like, if you really want some serious, like, like you got to be really passionate about your fan base, your fandom, to be an out-of-town fan. So if you're a fan of another team in an area like that, there's a lot a lot higher, um, not that all Bills fans aren't crazy because they are, but I, I think you're going to get the real the real cream of the crop in terms of the, uh, the people that might make you want to not like Bills fans in that kind of scenario. So interesting perspective. Uh, Kyle, thanks for sharing it. Appreciate it. And yeah, Buffalo Wings are elite. I don't think we're getting anyone to uh, to argue that point. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was saying. Like, I don't want to say it on here because obviously I want the Steelers to win this weekend. But like, I wouldn't mind if Buffalo makes a run here because of uh, the Super Bowl food being a part of the equation. So, um. Alan, the other comment that we got that I wanted to bring up was kind of a because we talked about what is like how is there so much optimism or seemingly like not people down in the dumps as much as we would anticipate with the injury to TJ knocking him out. Um, Chris says I think we're more confident without TJ this year because it's not Anthony Chicolo, Cassius Marsh, Malik Reed that we're turning to behind him. We actually have quality depth built up there. Also, how this team has dealt with injuries all season, not necessarily at edge at safety, linebacker, everywhere else on defense. It's been beat up bad this year. They just keep on fighting. Here we go. Yeah, I talked to Marcus Golden about that today, and I thought he was really uh, really insightful. He, he said, you know, you know that there are going to be injuries in the NFL, and if you're a pro, it's your job to get ready for them. And he said, look, I've never been a backup before. This is the first time in, in my mm. entire career that I've been a backup. I've been preparing like I'm going to start every week because I don't know any other way to prepare. So I'm not really doing anything differently this week. You know, maybe you know, that that's uh, a good reason to have confidence in him. I do really think that the Steelers have above average edge rushers, even without TJ Watt. I just, you know, man, it's, he's so good uh, that it's just, it's hard to, understate what he means to this defense overstate what he means to this defense you know he is so important and it is a huge loss even though marcus golden is very good nick herbig a very exciting young player Mm -hmm. um it's still a huge loss but yeah i mean i think they're in as good a shape as they've ever been in terms of the depth to deal with that kind of injury and on the reverse side of the offense you know there is quite a few more players on the defensive side that have that playoff experience yeah, yeah, I think they have a good group there in terms of guys that have been there and done that, plus some younger, exciting guys. Um, so, you know, certainly when you have longtime NFL vets, guys that have been around the league like Golden and Peterson and Ogan Joby, and, you know, I, I think they bring a lot to the table. Eric Rowe, Landon Roberts, you know, th- there's, there's just 
There's just more vet guys, more been there, done that guys. And Landon Roberts is turning into the Landon Roberts show. Uh, told a hilarious story today about last year. So he was on the Dolphins. They played the Bills in the playoffs mm-hmm. in Buffalo last yeah. year. And if you remember that game, it snowed. And the Bills fans got in trouble for throwing snowballs. And they went on the loudspeaker that they were not – you had to stop or they were going to penalize the Bills. And they just took it up to 100 after that. And he said, we were getting pelted all game by snowballs. I believe that the Bills actually ended up did at some point getting penalized in that game yeah. for their fans. What a uh, what, what a crazy callback and what an awesome environment. I'm really looking forward to this game just from an environment standpoint. I'm really looking forward to being in that stadium and seeing I mean, I've seen it loud. I've seen it full, but I've never seen it in the playoffs. And I'm pretty sure – uh, it's going to be something special. Uh, the fans throwing the snowballs were from Erie, actually. So, no, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bring it full circle. There it's we Kyle's go. Kyle's uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's one of Kyle's boy. It might have been Kyle. I don't know. Maybe he was go- like going rogue there to try to screw with the Bills and have them take 15 yard penalties. Sort of like those Steelers fans that went to the Titans Jaguars game to root yeah. on the Titans. That's one of my favorite stories this week, by the way. I love Steelers fans. I love their absurd dedication. And that to me is like what Steelers fans are all about to a T. It's like, oh, there's a bunch of us that live in Tennessee anyway. Oh, this game we need our team to win is going to be happening here. Great. We're going to go and cheer for the Titans like they're the Steelers. Uh, yep. Just 10 out of 10, no notes, and uh, a perfect encapsulation of the Steelers fan base. And it's, uh, it's power for good because I think that's what it's all about. Also, the Jags disrespecting the terrible towel and then getting their comeuppance in the same play. Man, it was just a really it was a really good Sunday to be a Steelers mm-hmm. fan, huh? Yeah, absolutely. After a sat like and they didn't have to we played on Saturday, so those fans were like, Oh, you know, our job's done the day before. Let's get tickets to this game on Sunday. Let's work some overtime. It's, Let's put yeah. another shift in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and they would have done it again if they had to. I'm sure if they need those same fans, if Jacksonville would have won, would have jumped on a flight real quick to get to Miami. I don't know about that, but, but, <laughs> but somebody would have showed up in Miami. Like yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Alan, tell the people that you find you. At A. Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter. PGH Steelers now. The site's count SteelersNow.com. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also find me uh, on a bus. Uh, headed back for stadium tomorrow around lunchtime. So uh, we'll do this again. Apologize for the a little bit later recording. I know I'm darker, mm-hmm. and this will get out to you a little bit later. Actually, wanted some feedback on this. Do you guys have like in a you know is the time that we generally put it out? Uh, when when do you listen? Do you all listen right as soon as it comes out at about you know five or six in the evening? Do you listen late at night in the morning? Let us know. I'm, I'm curious about that. Steelers evening drive today. Um, yes. Yes. Definitely. Evening. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Hit us in the comments with what Alan said. Give us some feedback on when you were watching or listening to the show. We would love to know. Uh, or, of course, about any of the topics that we discussed throughout the show or some questions for us to answer in the following shows. Leave us a five-star review if you were listening somewhere else, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Zachary Smith, PGH, for Alan Saunders and myself. Thanks for jumping in Take another ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. 
Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.